Welcome to episode 458 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me, at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds radio network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I always want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, and uh, Liam Martin, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others. And rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. You can also find some books I've written, uh, Paranormal Fiction and Nonfiction, over on Amazon. And you can also join the Patreon. Uh, There you'll find a few different membership tiers. And uh, and joining any of those tiers will get you one extra episode of the show per month, at least to start with. And... uh, and that's starting, uh, actually this month, there's already one episode up there. And uh, another one will be coming next month. So, um, Also, if you'd like to just make a one-time donation, uh, you can do that through PayPal and Venmo. All those links are always in the episode descriptions. And uh, on the Discord, as pinned messages, I believe, in at least one channel, maybe two. So, um, so there's all that. Uh, and of course, help is never expected, but always appreciated. If you would like the show to keep going uh, and getting better, um, that would uh, be one way to several ways there to help. And uh, because there are expenses uh, for equipment and research materials and um, travel, I'm going to be attending the Mid Michigan Paracon this year, November 4th and 5th, over at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mountain Pleasant, Michigan. And that's a Saturday and Sunday. And. Um, I'll just be wandering around there and listening in on things, then the presentations and all of that, and hopefully meeting people and uh, recording, making some recordings of myself and then others if they wish to share on the show uh, when I get back home. So uh, I believe that covers everything there, so uh, I can get on with the stories here. So let's see. Thank you again to everyone that's here. I always appreciate that. So this one says, This happened in an old hunting cabin on 300 acres of land in northern Michigan. My uncles and I leased it from an older couple. When the husband passed away, his wife put the cabin on the market. The cabin had five rooms, with two twin beds each, except the couple's bedroom, which was always locked. 
The cabin was still furnished with the couple's belongings. The main living room had a small TV that only got a few channels. My brother and I recently went to stay at the cabin for a little while. While watching TV one night, I noticed something odd about the hat of the deceased husband, which was on the wall. It started to wobble and levitated off the wall horizontally. The hat floated slowly down to a chair beneath it with no logical explanation, no breeze or wind. The windows were closed, and the heat was off. I turned off the TV and went to bed, confused and frightened. From the window next to my bed, I saw a, a white apparition floating or gliding across the backyard. Even though I didn't feel threatened, I was still frightened enough to hide deep in my sleeping bag until I fell asleep. So um, that's where that story ends. I wonder if that was the husband, maybe saying goodbye, possibly unintentionally frightening the, the people that were there, the person that was there. Um, the writer of that story, it seems like it could be. Um, or maybe it was just uh, sort of, I don't know, the hat seems like it was intentional. <clears throat> um, I wonder, though, if, and this is just an idea, maybe this happens more than we know, maybe it doesn't, if the spirit of the husband was trying to put on the hat and it just didn't work, and so he had to let it just sort of drift down to the, to the, um, to the, the, the chair, and, and he wasn't able to take it, and then he just left. Um, so, yeah, uh, hello, hello in the chat there, Lily says, if, if he wore it all the time, I would find it possible. Yeah, I feel like it's, the, the writer already knew it was his, the, the, the husband's, so, um, that does seem like there was already a connection there established, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's infused with his essence, and, uh, and I guess hair, yeah, so, um, so I wonder if he was trying to put it on, or if he was just picking it up to look at it and think about certain memories, I guess, associated with it, I don't know, but, um, makes me think that maybe it was him that was there, and maybe sort of doing that just before he decided to leave the area, for whatever reason. And, um, interesting story there, for sure. So, but, um, but yeah, I wonder about that. Sometimes you do hear about objects sort of floating at random around as if they're being, uh, carried or worn by people. But then I wonder if, um, if there are some cases where people, in their spirits, they try to, um, to, to use the objects, and it just doesn't work out, so they have to just leave it behind. Um, so, but, um, yeah, that, that's a neat one right there. And uh, I don't blame the writer for being frightened, but also I'm glad that there wasn't any threatening presence. That also leads me to think maybe that, um, that it was the husband, as the writer says. So, um, yeah, could be. But, uh, moving on to the next story here. Let's see. Uh, this one says, 
I was playing outside with my friendly English bulldog named H. They just uh, we just do that for privacy reasons. There, don't use full names usually. Uh, my aunt called me inside for bed while I was playing tug of war with the dog. I went to bed, and my uncle came to tuck me in. Later that night, I put a movie into the uh, VHS player and had a strange feeling. A shadow figure, completely black and featureless, appeared in the room. I didn't feel scared or threatened. Instead, I felt calm and curious. I said hello and waved at the shadow figure, who disappeared quickly. After this encounter, I went back to watching the movie and had a normal night. I was puzzled by the presence of this shadow figure and felt a lingering sense of curiosity. The shadow figure seemed to be observing me from a distance. Was there a hidden meaning or a purpose? I don't know. Despite not seeing the figure again, the memory of the encounter continues to fascinate me. So, um, that's another amazing story that you don't always hear about in a lot of shows, um, because there's the whole, uh, there's the whole idea that all these shadow figures have to be bad, and I don't think that's the case. Really, there's an idea about the paranormal in general that it all has to be bad, and I don't, again, I don't agree with that. Um, so... That's really neat that the person saw, the writer there saw a uh, shadow figure and it just sort of showed up. But then as soon as the writer waved at it and said hello, um, for whatever reason, it just decided to leave again. So um, sort of that thing happening at night, I'm guessing there was probably light coming from the TV, but the writer, I'm thinking they would... As long as um, this figure was separate from the TV and where the TV was pointing, I guess, even, then that would rule out that being the, the TV generating it. Um, but, um, so yeah, really neat story there. And I, I, I had, I've had experience with a, <clears throat> a shadow figure that didn't cause me any problems. Um, basically, it used to like to um, stay in my bedroom, even though I use that as, as a storage room, my, my bedroom closet at night it would always i would never feel anything there during the daytime um except uh some kind of portal has felt like some kind of energy field uh but um never during the day there was never a sense of uh um presence but at night there would be um that feeling and it was never bad it was just sort of a, a leave me alone I, i'll leave you alone um just sort of that's all i want is just to be just to be in the space and be left alone. And so I did. And whenever I had to go in that room at night, I would always sort of say so before I went in. Never had a problem whenever I had to go in there and put anything in there or take anything out. I would always sort of announce it as I was heading towards the door, and it was never a problem. Eventually, <clears throat> um, there were a couple nights in a row where I noticed this shadow figure came out from that direction of the apartment while I was listening to um, paranormal-themed podcasts. And uh, it just stayed by the the kitchen doorway and um, never did anything, but then it would just go back in the direction of the room. And uh, 
But after it did that, those couple of nights I noticed, I never sensed it in the bedroom again. So it was staying there at night for a time. Who knows why, but um, it barely need, it wanted or needed to stay there for a while at night. And then, for whatever reason, maybe it just needed time to think or to figure things out. And then once it had that done, it was able to just leave and not come back here. Um, so I never got enough other details to really know the story behind any of that. But uh, again, I never felt... I was never afraid or never felt threatened at all from that shadow figure, and eventually it moved on. So, <clears throat> but, um, so Lily says, I'm going to do that as a ghost. If I, I have a hat I always wear. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, objects, we do, um, there are objects that we have that, uh, have meaning to us, so that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, moving on to the next story here. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, I need to scroll down. There we go. Uh, this is the longer one. Okay, there we go. This one says, This happened 20 years ago, when my brother and I were 20 and 18 years old, respectively. We drove home at around 11 p.m. after visiting a friend on the other side of town. We sat in my brother's car, smoking a cigarette before going inside their old weather, weatherboard house. Their house had a straight driveway of about 15 meters in the general area, and, it was, and the house was in the general area of Victoria, Australia. The property is now vacant. On the other side of the road, there was a freshly painted white Ten feet, ten foot high brick fence. The street my brother lived on was well lit, and they were right next door to a parking lot. While sitting in the car, my brother asked me to look in the rear view mirror. There, I saw a solid black figure standing directly behind the car, just off the boundary of the driveway. The figure appeared to be a female wearing a jacket, and her hair looked wet. When I looked around, or turned around to look, there was nothing there, but the figure remained visible in the mirror facing us. I looked back and forth between the mirror and the back of the car several times. This figure was only visible in the mirror, not when we looked directly at it with our own eyes. My brother had already experienced this before, asking me to before asking me to look. I was confused and couldn't believe what I was seeing. I then got out of the car and ran to the spot where the figure should have been, but nothing was there. This experience had a profound impact on my perception of existence, as well as mirrors. And that's the end of that story. And that is amazing. And that's not the first time. Um, there's been several stories. I can't think of them um, to name them or go into great detail. But that is a thing. Mir mirrors and glass seem to be sort of ways to see the paranormal in some cases. And um, 
that really is an amazing story there. Uh, and I don't doubt it. Um, there was one a while, little while back where this writer, as a child, had a, a, ta- a fish tank that they used to keep their, um, I forget, pet guinea pig or something like that. That's what they used for the guinea pig, but they woke up one night and they were, while they were laying in bed, and they when they sat up to look, to just look around, as they were sitting up, through the, um, they were looking through the sides of the, the fish tank, so the glass sides, and when they looked through that, they could see an older woman standing in the hallway um, across from the doorway to their room. But then when they looked with their eyes, just without the, the glass panels, nothing there. And they repeated that, same thing as with this story here. They repeated that a few times before sort of realizing they didn't feel threatened at all, and they just went about their business. They just went back to bed. So um, that really is amazing. That's I wonder how that works, because obviously whenever we look um, into glass all around the world, excuse me, we don't <laughs> see things like that all the time. Uh, at least not that we're aware of. And so what are the circumstances? What are the, what, what are the factors and the, the, um, what, what's going on there in those rare cases? And I'm, I'm saying rare in comparison to just every time everyone looks through glass ever, um, that allow for these things to happen. So, uh, are these apparitions sort of, or these entities sort of choosing to be seen that way, um, or not? I don't, I don't know. But uh, really amazing story there. And again, I've heard similar stories, just involving mirrors and glass uh, panels of glass, panes of glass, windows. Um, so many times over the years, and it really is a common, sort of a common type of occurrence there in the paranormal. So, um, so yeah, really neat story there that I wanted to share tonight. So, uh, let me see here. Let me get to the next story here. I know we have time for at least one more. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this one says... Once a month, my friends and I have dinner with two other couples at different restaurants. We choose a tavern, I'm sorry, we chose a tavern with a history dating back to the late 1600s, rumored to be haunted. While waiting in the bar area, we encountered an an older lady dressed in 1770s period clothing. She offered to seat us in the in the dining room. Uh, can't talk, and led us to a large round table. The lady never returned with silverware or menus, and we eventually realized she had disappeared. A waitress approached us and asked about our reservation, pointing out that our actual table was across the room and empty. We explained that the lady in period dress had seated seated us. The waitress, wearing modern clothing, was puzzled, stating there was no one in period costume working that night, and the area that we were seated in wasn't in use. 
The rest of the night went well, as usual, without any other strange experiences. We have been back to this restaurant a few times since then, but we have not, never seen the woman again. So, that is amazing. And again, that's another one of those kinds of stories where I've heard similar accounts before, where people don't even know that they're seeing something odd. Because it looks like a regular person, just in different clothes. Um, and in clothes from another time. So either there was some kind of a time anomaly there, where the two time periods crossed over somehow. Although it's odd that the um, apparition or the, the figure, the woman didn't... Uh, didn't Acknowledge that the people seem to be wearing weird clothes themselves. But I guess maybe um, just uh, that could be explained away for different reasons. Not wanting to be rude, not, not um, figuring they're from some other area. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, with that one, again, there have been, I've heard similar stories of... Um, People going places and 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 even restaurants. Some again, that's that is a thing that will happen once in a while. In stories, when you find that if you, if you go looking for these kinds of stories, um, people will meet uh, other people that seem to be from a different time. And sometimes it's not just the person; it's the whole place that looks like it's it's um, from a different time period. And I don't just mean the building itself with modern amenities with with technology. I mean, it's like um, basically the, the people that are telling the story um, somehow went back in time without even knowing it. And that's a whole other topic, other paranormal experience. But, um, but yeah, sometimes it's just one person or two people that they see in a place, and but there's no one else around. And then come to find out just like the waitress in this restaurant in this story said, we don't have anyone in in period costume um, at, at right now. So uh, that's that's just amazing. I wonder um, if there's some some somebody, some older woman from who knows way far how far back that uh, just went back to the kitchen saying you never believe the kinds of. Uh, clothes these people were wearing and the way they talked and everything it was so different um and of course you never hear about that from anywhere else um from that time period i wonder if that again as i always say with these stories i wonder if that will happen someday in the future where again people will meet from from two different time periods in the same location and then one one will write into a, a website or a show and then the other, who is still alive, will hear or read that and say, oh, that was me. I thought that other person was really weird. Uh, I think it will happen someday. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take to have to, for, the, for the circumstances to line up just right for that. Um, but, um, yeah, amazing story there. And uh, I wonder if... Um, it was an older lady, so maybe it was a spirit. There are some cases where spirits do appear solid. They appear as, as they did in life without any kind of transparency or translucence or any extra light given off. So 
um, that's a possibility as well. But uh, that's all the time we have for uh, for today. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care. <laughs>